welcome to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you'd like to explore creativity, hear about other creators, or get more inspiring stories to empower you, Your Creative Chord Podcast is the place to be. If you'd like to explore creativity, hear about other creators, or get more inspiring stories to empower you, please join me at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. That's yourcreativechord, C-H-O-R-D dot com forward slash get inspired here. Today's episode is the second part of my interview with British female composer Kezia Tomsett. Tomsett is a talented composer, so check out her music by following the links in the show notes below. You can also find my blog about Tomsett in the show notes to learn more about this young rising composer. Tomsett had just finished her BA music degree at the University of Leeds when we connected. Her dissertation addressed the question, why aren't there many women film composers? If you missed the first part of our chat, you'll find that link below too. Let's jump back into our conversation with composer Kezia Tomsett. Right. It's interesting. I actually had a personal experience with this, which I, w- I don't want to reveal too much about that. But but I was in a situation on a team with a couple of men and I kept feeling like they were shutting me down. And it, it even escalated to the point where we're having conversations and they're kind of laughing at me or in a mocking mm. way. And I addressed it directly. I'm a very different kind of female too. I'm I'm almost more male than female because I just, I come right at it. I, I don't mince words. I want to solve the problem and I'm going to go directly at it. That's just who I am. So when these, I kept feeling like they were wanted to push me aside or, no, no, you, your skills are more this way and let us handle this, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of patronizing kind of thing. And I just, I just pushed back. I just continued yeah. the dialogue. I can, I'm like, look, I get it. You know, maybe my skills aren't on the same level as yours are, but that doesn't mean that they cannot become, you know, mm. at that same level. And they won't become that way if I just ignore it and don't learn how to do it. So I'm asking to learn it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I feel it's important, you know, to push myself to learn all aspects at, because we yeah. we want to be equal team members. And I that dialogue in itself, I'm just in reflecting on that. I realize I think a lot. Maybe you can answer this question. I felt like the I felt like I had to push back like mm. they really wanted to put me in a place that was designated for me as a woman. And, mm. I, and I refused that place, you know, politely, respectfully, but I had to keep pushing back to open the conversation, to keep getting my mm. foot in there again until we finally got somewhere with it. Do, do you feel like the women that you yeah. talked to experienced having to push back, having to be more assertive yeah. and continuing? Yeah. You know, did they ever feel like they were shut down and they couldn't they couldn't go back in? Did they give up? Yeah. Or That's really interesting that you say that because I definitely one of my first thoughts when I met these women was that these women are all really strong they're really bold and they mm-hmm. I think almost all of them had experienced situations like that where they've had to um stand up for themselves or just not back down from the situation whether that be someone just kind of overriding their opinion and then then coming back at no actually like my opinion yeah. is valid and this is what I think and this is why it happens and good for them good for and them. I think that's yeah that's definitely happened and I th- I'm very blessed in that I have not 
been like the WMP Studios was an amazing place. It was all guys, but they were really supportive of me as a woman. A little more progressive. Yeah, yeah very that's much wonderful. So. so I can't say I've personally experienced it in the same way that my Oh, that's good either. news. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you think about I mean, because the world is changing because we're talking about it. And, and whoever these men are, thank you. Kudos to those men <laughs> for treating people as yeah. human beings. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's interesting. And I, I don't I hesitate to bring up my personal take on that. But it's such a big issue. And it yeah. is, it's not just with composers. It's with with and even not just mm. within the creative industries, but just in general. It's it's a topic mm. that really we have to constantly evolve with, I think. Yeah. And that might that brings me to the next thing you said, Dom, in your, your dissertation topic researched why there are not many women writing to film. And I wanted to ask you to share your dissertation process. Like, how did you go about it? And the findings of your dissertation in relation to why there are less women film composers? So in my dissertation, I had to do a literature review first, which revealed the gaps for me um yeah and so that kind of gave me a foundation on which to write my questions I did them semi-structured so I had some questions to write to write down but it was really flexible because I wanted to be able to move it however the composer mm-hmm. wanted to lead it right um so yeah I just met up with them um the interviews were about 30 minutes to an hour and then I transcribed all the interviews and sorted it out into a thematic analysis just putting quotations in these themes uh so that's themes like um exposure to music um music technology gender and age personality was in there as well um Mm -hmm. marketing as a woman and the pressures of freelancing in terms of balancing work with a a family or a social life Mm -hmm. um so yeah i just kind of then looked at uh the different interviewees next to each other saw how their ideas balanced up in comparison to what the literature had written about, if it had written about it, and yeah, how they kind of matched up. You said that the first thing you did was review the literature and that revealed gaps. Re- reviewing the literature in terms of researching, f- trying to find women composers besides yeah. Clara Schumann or, or yeah. I don't even remember if Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn's wife Fanny or something did you how many did you see I don't even I only know two off the top of my head that I can really think about what did you find in the literature yeah when I say reviewing the literature it's more reviewing the lack of literature to be honest right um so I looked at how many or what published books there were so there were a few books that have been published that compile interviews with composers and it's disgraceful when you're looking through these books and Mm. there'd be about 30 composers in one and there would be one of them would be a woman and that's from early 2000s um and there's a few books like that where just one or two of the composers featured are women uh, which is mad so that's highlights that straight away what do you think of the fact i mean uh, the factors of that I mean, in a nutshell, we have a centuries-old kind mm. of power system structure where men and women are separated by, you know, gender separated with roles. And that structure over centuries of time has basically placed the male gender as the dominant one and the female as the, I don't know what to call it, uh, 
submissive. Thank submissive. Yeah, uh, I was gonna almost gonna say the lesser gender. You know, which yeah. is which is pretty slanderous <laughs> coming from my mouth. But <laughs> but why do you think? I mean, that's my opinion of of why. You know, just historically speaking, mm. because we've been ruled by a white male dominated you know society globally. Do you think that's accurate, or am I? just too feminist for you <laughs> I don't know I, do, I did look at some older books as well um, just from the 1900s um, which I ended up just not being relevant enough to my dissertation they talked about um, there's a lot less literature discussing film composers in general um, especially women writing to film but the ones that did talk about women in music uh, that were from the 1900s. Oh, there was one, and I can't remember what it's called, but it talks about women in a way that's like, oh, it's not quite their place. Um, mm. It makes the them seem a lot more. Yeah, it's the language that's used. And I think that's the same in uh, a few books written um, throughout then. I think it's just underrepresentation. Just women aren't even written about. Omitted, which, omitted. Basically. Yeah, exactly, completely, um, and that's a big part of it. Like whether it be interviews or just be history, women have been written out of a lot of music history. Describe that women have been written out. Mm. Explain that. I mean, yeah. So I think there, there's a. I mean, it's probably more relevant for me in terms of the curriculum we study, but we don't study many women composers. Um, and right. it's as if then that we're omitting women from what we're studying. Um, yeah. So basically your findings from reviewing the literature yeah. basically revealed all these gaps or actually just women being omitted or having been there but have been written out. And then you you may find something about these women composers, you know, that have been omitted that you may find that few and far between in general, mm -hmm. but and that's why we don't study women composers in colleges or anything. That it's just been omitted for so many years. And then the mm -hmm. second thing that you found from your dissertation, even from looking at that literature, is the language itself, where they they the books talked about women mm -hmm. as you know, or the fact that there weren't very many women in music was because it's not really their place or it's not their uh, designated role or whatever. The, the language itself kind of clearly marked, you know, that we're not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Ugh. Yeah. It's and just... it's mad because, sorry. No, no, go ahead. If you look at um, like the 1700s, um, women are encouraged to have music as a hobby, whether that be playing the piano, quite a ladylike instrument, right. or um, yeah, whatever it may be, <laughs> like singing. Um, but when it becomes a job, that's then not okay. Like when you're earning money from it, when you're professional, that's in the 1700s, that's not okay. So, you know, it's... <laughs> well, it's, it's sometimes so not okay even now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hmm, that's so... That's so interesting. The, the just the collective karmic history of 
of mm. the w women is amazing to me. So then, okay, so you had some interviews and you reviewed your transcripts. This is your process of getting through your dissertation. Yeah. And you you kind of organized it by, by themes, exposure to music, meaning what the musical background of the women yeah. have, their, their yeah. exposure to technology, their mm -hmm. age, meaning when they got involved in, what what is the age part? Mm. So this was looking at more um, whether it's harder for uh, a lady who's oh, a bit I gotcha. older, yeah. who's maybe had a family to get back into music after right. then. Late learners or re-entering the field after family or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What, are, what are the findings about young versus later in life women trying to get into composing careers? Yeah. It's definitely harder, I think, for women who are a bit older. I think um, when you're younger, uh, you're seen as just more keen and you can get into more opportunities that you can get more internships and um, new jobs. Whereas if you've taken time out to have a family or or if you are just um, a late learner or just wanted to get back into music composition it's kind of finding that re-entry point where you've you may be too experienced for an internship and then it's like well how do I get back into doing mm. this time did you meet any women composers who were older that were involved professionally as as film composers through your interviews right so yeah uh, I had an opportunity to talk to um Two of my interviewees were a little bit older. They're, they're not well old, um, but <laughs> they were a little bit older. But they, um, as far as I know, didn't have children. So that's another topic completely. Um, but they had been working in the industry for a good few years. You mean coming into it later in life? No, yeah. they had... They had been working in it for decades. Uh -huh. So did you have you interviewed any women who were older who haven't yet been in the industry and they found it an entry point? I didn't actually. But there are a couple of articles that you can find online uh, that are about, um, I can't remember any names, but there are on a this couple topic. of articles online about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. You know, because if you think I'm just just philosophizing off the top of my head, but <laughs> but but basically, if you think about it, just theoretically, if a woman, as most of us aren't, if you're if she wasn't encouraged as a child, or as mm. she was growing up or in university studies, she wasn't in, she was encouraged to stay away from, you know, mm. music and technology, then, then later she decides, oh, I really want to do that. She's got a huge mountain to climb. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you love this content, please join my mail list at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. That's yourcreativechord, C-H-O-R-D, yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. No spaces in between anything. And if you join my mail list, you will be the first to know of new content. Plus, you'll get my free checklist of top 10 things to help you reach your goals. Whether you're a creator or looking to explore your creative side, this checklist will help you prioritize and focus for results. That's yourcreativecord.com forward slash get inspired here. Back to the interview. So 
But now you're you just graduated, so you are on the opposite end of that. You're young. You're a young yeah. whippersnapper, and you just <laughs> you just came out of you know getting your degree. Do you feel like you have an advantage over the women who have been in the industry for a while? I mean, yeah, we'll find out, I guess. I mean, I don't. Uh, I think the great thing about um, communities like the Women Composers Forum is that it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem like an advantage over other people. It doesn't seem like as much of a competitive elbowing people out the way kind of place. I think it's really nice in that I feel like I'm going in alongside other people um, and with other people rather than against them. Do you think that's because women in general are more empathetic and they want to include you and encourage you? Yeah, perhaps. And I think it's because there's been so much, well, I guess, oppression um, against women in the industry. Like women are more, mm. or the people that I've met are more eager to um, kind of stick together. But there are men there as well that are totally doing that and totally going alongside women and just mm -hmm. championing them. I know that you and I met through a Facebook group called Women Composers Collective. What do you, as a young woman composer, gain mm from this kind of group yeah it's great it's uh, an amazing place because it's worldwide as well it's really cool to um have that community there and it is i would say a community yeah where you can just be involved in what other people are doing see what other people are doing get involved in those projects like this um this is how it happened isn't it you posted on that group um and i think opportunities like that are really uh, really exciting and um I'm quite, I'm honored to be involved. I wonder, you know, I know that there are so many different levels of film scoring in terms of making a career. You know, there's the very t tip top, you know, the Hans Zimmers and Michael yeah. Giacchino's and Christopher Young's and all those people. And then there's, you know, people composing for their local TV commercial, you know, ads and things like that. And, mm -hmm. and then there's ind indie films. I mean, there's just student films and there's indie films and there's film festivals and there's all these different I guess levels is the best way I can say it of ways where film composers can you know build their craft build their uh, network build their uh, reel their um, their mm. portfolio or whatever you just mentioned that you know for example, through the Facebook groups, we meet all kinds of people worldwide and get mm. to know what their projects are, what they're doing. Do you think finding work remotely that way is an option for people wanting to score for films? Yeah, I, def I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've worked on a couple of student projects that I've never met in person, but I've met in uh, community Facebook groups like that. So I think it is a great way to get in touch with other people across the world. It's very cool. I've known lots of people personally who've gotten jobs through just simply getting to know people and getting to know their work and sharing their work so people get to know them. So yeah. hint, 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 keep sharing your work, Kezia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that you, you've done some collaborations. What what kinds of collaborations mm. have you done and, and what kinds of collaborations are you interested in doing? Yeah, so... Um, obviously, I spent that year with WMP Studios, where I worked on a lot of uh, TV ads there and library music. Um, so that's within the team there. There's uh, five composers who, uh, it's like a hub of composers who wow. are just kind of pitching together. And it's a really amazing space to be a part of because Ooh, you're yeah. just... Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Just, yeah, stuff like that's invaluable, just being able to 
sit alongside someone else and Shoot, yes. be able to pitch some ideas together. It's really cool. And you could see their process and what they came up yeah. with and really yeah. opened your mind to, oh, that's a different way I hadn't thought of before. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that is really influential and um, wasn't really influential in my learning process as a composer as well. What kinds of collaborations are you interested in? So I've been doing more singing recently. Really? Yeah. So a couple of uh, women I've met through the Women Composers Forum, I've been able to um, get involved in a couple of projects with them. Um, And it's cool to be able to be involved in more writing collaboratively with other composers Um, and just to be involved in in a more wider range of projects as well. You said writing. Are you talking about composing music? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what kinds of, when you're talking about the singing projects with the Women Composer Forum, what kind of music is that? Who, where's the music, where's that music coming from? I didn't write this music. Um, my friend did, and she sent it over to me, and she just asked me to, oh. I, this is, came out of, I'm working on an EP right now, which I've, is coming out in the next few weeks. Oh, what what is that going to be? So that's going to be uh, an electronic cinematic uh EP of four tracks that I'm singing on but that I've written as a response to what I've learned so far and I mean yeah I'm really excited for so it wait a minute you wrote the music and you're singing on yeah. it. wow yeah. wow does it have a title I yes it's called glass eyes glass eyes yeah interesting <laughs> sounds creepy but yeah what gave you the idea to title it Glass Eyes? And what kind of, you know, yeah. what inspired you so to do that? It all came out of I one of the last albums I worked on with WMP was a Dalmi Minimalist album of library tracks. And I wrote two tracks for that album, which are on Spotify. And they I just really enjoyed that. And I felt that it was something I excelled at. And so it started off as a kind of downbeat minimalist vibe and just turn more cinematic because for me, I wrote it throughout the year as a study break. And when I finished my course at the end of May, I had a couple of months in the studio where I was just like, I'm just going to finish that. I'm going to make it into a thing and get it out there. Very, very good. Very admirable. And we are looking forward to that. So is there a link or something, you know, that you can tell us where to, where we can get yeah. that? So the best thing to do would be to follow my Twitter or Instagram because I'll be posting it on there when it comes out and then it will be out on Spotify and everywhere. So just Kezia Tomset? Yeah, just at Kezia Tomset on Twitter and the same on Instagram. And I'll be releasing it and posting it through there so you can find out all of that jazz through there. So I know that your main goal back to you now that you're starting your career as a film score composer, Mm. your main goal is to compose for a feature film. Mm. And just for the sake of people who are just getting out there or in the middle of studying and wanting to get out there next, what actions are you taking now to land a film scoring gig? Yeah. So I think a part of it is building up my own portfolio. I've got a portfolio of more collaborative stuff I've done with WMP, but Part of this releasing the EP is also to, you know, show that I've written my own music as right, well. And right. um, so I'm doing more short films and, and just doing, uh, making more of those um, connections with um, independent filmmakers 
Um, and also internships, like actually learning from other people, uh, which is really, really cool. And something always comes out of that. So the internship I'm doing right now is at Management Dave. And so I'm able to see the other side of the industry. They represent a lot of artists. Mm. So I can see like what it's like on the other side, you know. Um, yeah. And that's really, really cool as well. That is interesting. Wow. So, And you've already, because of your interviews for your dissertation, you've met people within the industry and you're already yeah. kind of learning from those people. That was the most yeah, brilliant nice. forward thinking move on your part, <laughs> I have to say. Oh, yeah. That's I a, didn't even realize that at the time. But that's how you do it. You know, like get in yeah. there and get to know people. That's amazing. So <laughs> I, I really, it's so exciting to talk to, a you know, a young brand new brand spanking new film composer <laughs> coming out of you know with her degree from you know England and you've you've had actually quite a lot of good experiences already under your belt and you've got some great skills and you're now meeting people and getting in there and developing a rapport with them and and what all the things that you just described building your portfolio doing some short films getting to know filmmakers yeah. and especially doing some interns with the people that are kind of now mentoring you you are in a prime position to be an up-and-coming watch out people watch out for kezia thompson <laughs> she's a great up-and-coming film score composer i really enjoyed talking to you not just about Thank you. yeah it's nice to meet you and it's in, incredible to hear your dissertation i think is very timely and important in this day and age and i'm really really grateful that you were able to speak openly about it and and I hope that this will open the doors for many more women composers in the future. Kezia, thank you so much and have a really good restful evening. Thank you. You too. Have a good rest of your afternoon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins. I'd like to thank my guest composer Kezia Thompson. To find out more about her music or hire her as a film composer, find Kezia Thompson on Twitter or Instagram. Those links are in the show notes below. K-E-Z-I-A for Kezia and T-O-M-S-E-T-T, Thompson. Kezia Thompson on Twitter or Instagram. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can help me by leaving a review on iTunes or share this link with your social media. You can also forward the link to this podcast by email to your friends. Thanks for helping spread the word so your Creative Chord podcast can continue bringing you inspiring interviews and stories. And if you loved this content, please join my mail list at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. You'll be the first to know of new content, plus you'll get my free checklist of top 10 things to help you reach your creative goals. If you want to explore creativity, hear about other creators, or get inspiring stories to empower you, please join me at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. Thanks for listening.